Hello, listeners. Welcome to PR Hangover. I'm Emma Nelson, and you're listening to a public relations podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter. Grab a cup of coffee, relax, and get ready to talk all things PR. Before I talk with this week's guest, I'm going to introduce you to one of our eboard members. Hello, listeners. Welcome to PR Hangover. Today, we have a special guest, Ms. Caitlin. Welcome to PR Hangover. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, we're so excited to chat about your social media position for grand pr and all of that so if you want to start off and give us a little introduction about yourself sure um well my name is caitlin walter like i said i'm a senior studying advertising and public relations i have a minor in digital studies and i'm an emphasis in pr um i'm a member of the gamma phi beta sorority here on campus and i'm also the media director for grand pr You have a full resume, look at you. Now, if you want to just go in a little bit into your position, your tasks, um, what qualities you find valuable for it, anything like that. So with Media Director for Grand PR, um, it's basically managing the social media appearance for a student-run PR firm, so more about increasing awareness of our firm through like continuing engagement um, with like our social media public, so the people on campus, other firms around the nation that are student-run PR firms, and also just the people in the Grand Rapids area. Um, I basically, I post regularly on all of our firms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Um, we try to promote events, opportunities um, for our staff, and also promoting our staff is a really big part of it and what they're doing um, in their young professional lives. Um, a lot of it has to do with creation of content, um, whether that be Instagram posts, being um, Twitter, promoting blogs, everything like that to keep everyone engaged. Um, I think a big part of it is organization. A lot of it is, you know, creating stuff for the content calendar, making sure that everything is organized and like a scheduling service. Um, and that everything comes out like aesthetically pleasing because um, social media is huge right now. It's definitely everything everyone's looking at, especially during a time of a pandemic where almost everything is being done digitally. We want to make sure our presence is um, looking good to the community around us. So yeah, making sure we're monitoring digital trends and capitalizing that on our socials is kind of my job in Grand PR. Very well said. And I can attest listeners, the Instagram is aesthetically pleasing. It's very cute. Very job. Well done, Caitlin. So now if you want to tell us the most rewarding part of your position. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've always loved social media. So when I got to do it for Grand PR, I was even more excited. I feel like um, sometimes we don't realize like how much students are actually juggling. And I feel like part of my job as running media director is kind of showcasing that, is showcasing all the stuff our young professionals are doing in our firm. So I think the most rewarding part is actually kind of being the one that gets to like brag about our firm members um, and everything they're doing. So it's really kind of cool to share the content they're doing, the internships that they're um, doing, or even blogs and kind of being able to showcase our voices. So I think that's the most re- rewarding part for me is actually getting to be um, the external like representation of like what our firm's doing. What would you say your favorite either PRSSA or Grand PR memory is? I would say probably... GVSU Sawyer say was the first client I worked on as an account associate for Grand PR. So that was like my first time working in the Grand PR setting and I had such a great time with it. And it was like the first event that I actually attended with Grand PR. So 
it was the first time I got to actually like sit down and like talk with everyone and hang out in like a social setting. So it was kind of like a tie-in of like actually seeing like our client stuff come to life while also like hanging out with all like the PRSSA and Grand PR members. So I love that. And like also PR Thursdays are my favorite. I love like literally every week being able to go and listen to new speakers, talk to them and then like tweeting. Like I love live tweeting. So getting to do that every Thursday with everyone is super fun for me. So probably those. To close, if you want to give any advice for ad and PR students here at Grand Valley. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'd probably say to get involved in anything you can that is of your interest. So, I mean, the student-run PR firm is obviously um, a great way to really get your foot in the door with client work and, like, specializing on skills. But PRSSA has such great programming. So really getting to, like, sit down and listen to professionals I think is so valuable. And I wish I would have even joined sooner as, like, um, joined as a sophomore or something because it kind of gives you the opportunity to really hear from outside opinions that you might not get to hear from in the classroom. But I think, like, constantly reaching out to professionals and faculty members um, and just really, like, picking their brains. They're more than willing to help, more than willing to talk about what they've done. So biggest advice, reach out, ask questions, attend PRSSA so that you can really learn from those professionals because it creates such great networking opportunities. Agreed. I keep saying this, but there are so many ways to get involved within the Ad PR program that there's no excuse not to do at least a little something. So... Thank you so much for joining us, Caitlin. I learned so much about your position and I know our listeners will as well. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much and catch us on all of our socials. Hello, listeners. We have quite the special edition episode for you today. I've collaborated with our VP of Professional Development, Miss Katie Vollmering, to bring you on an audio tour of Franco. Franco team members Megan Benelli and Lauren Connor are joining us to talk about their agency, culture, and all things incoming PR pros need to know. Megan and Lauren, take it away. Hi, thanks for having us. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think we can dive into introductions, and then I'll dive into the deck, if that sounds good. Lauren, you want to introduce yourself first? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Lauren Connor. I'm an account supervisor here at Franco. Um, I am responsible for managing um, a variety of different accounts at the agency, assisting with program management, media relations, um, social media, social media monitoring, a whole wide um, range of things um, related to our clients. And I am also an account supervisor. I've been with Franco just over three years now, um, maintaining a lot of projects for a variety of clients from automotive to banking to nonprofit. Uh, the beauty of agencies, you get to do a lot of things for a lot of different types of services and the types of industries. So we're excited to share more with you about the agency itself mm-hmm. and uh, the work that we do. Yes, so um, we are Franco. We are headquartered in uh, downtown Detroit. We're actually located in the Renaissance Center. So we've been, we're actually one of the original tenants of the GM Renaissance Center. So we've been around since 1964. Um, We specialize in integrated communications. So we recently rebranded a couple years ago. Um, We're still deeply rooted in PR, um, but we provide our clients with a wide variety of services, including social media, um, marketing, um, event management. We really try to integrate all of our programs using um, different mediums to really drive home communications for our clients. So um, we have about 
So about 30 different employees and we all have different um, skill sets. So we have a digital team, um, we have a media relations team, and we're all working closely together to provide um, great work for our clients. It's really um, a collaborative space with a lot of areas to come together, do some brainstorms, um, and we just have a lot of really great space to come together. Um, you know, it's, we're going on a year here of pandemic life, so we miss our space, but are yeah. hopefully looking forward to getting back to it later this year. Um, and we just kind of wanted to dive in and tell you about our experience in agency life um, before kind of going into a little bit of our culture and some specific clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we wanted to talk here um, a little bit about the difference between corporate and um, agency life. So um, agency is a little bit different than corporate. It's very, very fast paced. Um, to be skilled with an agency, you really have to be able to um, manage different clients, different industries, and really um, things move very fast. So you're, you, you'll be working on one thing and then couple minutes later, oh, got to switch gears and work on something else. So it's really important to be adaptable um, and just really have really great um, time management skills. Um, and that's something that's develops over time. Um, you'll get used to how quickly things change and um, it takes practice, but um, it's definitely something you can learn and adapt. Um, what's really awesome about agency life is you're really able to work on a different, a variety of clients in a variety of different age, industries. So you're able to really um, learn about a lot of different things and you can take what you learned in one industry and apply it um, in other ways. So in consumer, it's a little bit more creative. You have ability to do different things that, you know, you might not be able to do in B2B, but some things that you learn in um consumer PR, you can apply to B2B and really kind of get that creative mind going of how can I make this a little bit more interesting? How can I make this really drive home to the different audiences? Um, like corporate PR, it is a lot of hard work um, and so is agencies. So you are um, expected to provide, um, be there for your clients, be there when they call and um, always be available for them and you know the harder you work the more you enjoy it so um it's really agencies are really really fun um but it's definitely a lot of hard work too um so what's really fun about creative um working in agency too is you have this ability to be super creative so you're able to um if you have an idea um you're able to present that to your clients um you can put different spin on things and kind of um provide them with different ideas that they might not have thought of before. And so that's really fun to do in agency life. And we have um, a variety of different teams at the agency. So we have our own um, graphic design, um, graphic designer, and we work with a lot of videographers too. So we're able to really bring what's on paper to a creative storytelling element. Um, it's agency is also always evolving. So you're expected to kind of be on top of different trends for your clients. And um, it's important for you to be um, aware of what's going on in the, the marketing world, but also what's going on in different industries. So you can apply that and um, quickly move as things change as well. So at an agency too, um, you're encouraged to have a mixed, um, mixed set of skills and talents. So you might be really good at media relations, but that doesn't mean that um, working on social media and copywriting isn't important. So you're able to kind of test your skills and work on a variety of different things for a variety of different clients.
Is there anything else I missed, Megan? No, I, I just couldn't agree more. And I think that we really pride ourselves um, at Franco in constantly developing professionally and expanding our skill sets and being able to gap fill one another. You know, for someone on the digital team, um, you know, maybe they're not used to writing long form press releases because that's not really in your wheelhouse. Well, you know, Lauren and I are, so we can help you on that side of things and you can help educate us mm -hmm. on uh, creating a digital strategy. So I think acknowledging and expanding your skill sets and then being able to gap fill one another so that we're strong is, is really important as well. We're really committed to making sure that we are collaborative, that we um, work hard and play hard. Uh, we mentor one another, regardless of positions, you know, from the top down, from the down up. Um, we never stop learning. Um, and we're really committed to professional development. Um, we're really focused on time management. You know, all of us have multiple clients and responsibilities, and it's essential to prioritize. Um, the tasks we have each day and each month and really be looking ahead as well as delivering results on a day-to-day -day basis for our clients. Um, we never stop growing for personally and professionally. Um, it's important for us to have goals and that kind of growth mindset so that we can continue to expand our team's horizons. And for what it's worth, I think organizational culture is key. You know, when you're looking for a place to intern, um, a place to begin your career. So I think having culture focused um, questions and interests and, and research when you start looking into organizations that pique your interest is, is really crucial as well. Um, now we're going to kind of dive into the actual services and industries that we serve. We have a variety of different clients and a variety of different industries, as I mentioned, um, and we provide different services to each. And um, we really pride ourselves on that integrated communications. So um, all, all of these different PR and marketing and advertising tactics, we're really working with our clients to weave them all together to tell that um, stronger PR story. So, you know, if you're doing a PR campaign, what's your social going to look like? What's your marketing going to look like? What's your advertising going to look like? It all needs to relate and um, it, it makes sense because otherwise, if you're going out to the, pu the public and you're not supporting it in other ways, um, you can kind of seem off message. So a lot of the industries that we serve, we have professional services, consumer and retail, nonprofit, um, which we'll talk a little bit about a nonprofit client later in the um, presentation, um, healthcare, government. So it's a wide variety and that's kind of what's great working with um, at an agency. Next, our client. And so we work with the Salvation Army. Um, we help with the Red Kettle campaign and um, helping raise money for that organization. Um, the GM Renaissance Center. So we actually help with the marketing and PR for the building that we work in, which is pretty awesome. Um, we work with Our Detroit, Downtown Milford, um, Comerica Bank, Buddy's Pizza. Um, so this is just a snippet of the clients that we work on. And our um, website actually has some really great case studies. So you'll be able to learn a little bit more about um, the clients that we have. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about that nonprofit that Lauren teased, Friendship Circle. Um, they're a fantastic client that we have worked with over the past mm, six months, give or take. Um, if you're not familiar with them, they are a nonprofit that help individuals with special needs. So in Q4 um, of last year, 
uh, they acquired a bakery to further their vocational programs for adults with special needs. So essentially they took this um, locally owned, very well-established small business um, retained all the employees, uh, you know, kept the, the recipes and everything like that, but they added a second shift to train adults with special needs how to work in a bakery setting. Um, really exciting acquisition. And we jumped right in on a media relations perspective to establish relationships with the media that either were previously unaware or unfamiliar with the nonprofit and really strengthen existing uh, media relationships. Um, we generated over 50 pieces of coverage in the three months that we worked on um, this project with them across local and regional um, outlets, be it print, broadcast, digital. Uh, they did a really creative and compelling drive-through event to give away some of the baked goods just to get their community excited and the general Metro Detroit community excited about their ownership of the bakery. Um, so that was one of the events that we kind of invited media to attend uh, safely, of course. Um, and we just had really good feedback anecdotally from the client, obviously uh, from the media in terms of coverage and relationships and sentiment gained um, in such uncertain and odd times, it was really fulfilling to work on this project with this client um, in such a meaningful way for a group of individuals that are just really awesome and getting to tell their stories too was really, really lovely. So um, just a cool example of one of the projects we've been up to lately and Lauren's going to tell you about another mm -hmm. one. Yes, so um, we've worked with Downtown Milford for over a decade. And um, so what's really interesting about this piece is that during the pandemic, um, we had to shift and pivot completely. I know everyone uses that pivot buzzword, but we really had to do that, especially for a downtown community where um, in the beginning you we all remember with COVID, you weren't really able to shop at things that weren't deemed essential, um, could only do takeout at restaurants, and there are a variety of different things that really impacted um, the downtown because they rely on foot traffic, but if you're really not able to go and visit, how do you create that connection? Um, downtown Milford and, and with all kind of small businesses and, and different um, communities, seeing people and knowing um, the name of who that business owner is, is really important. Um, so we were trying to create um, that human connection when you couldn't actually visit downtown in person. So the way we did that was through video actually. So in, um, we used our online community and created um, a see you soon video, which um, what this really was is a way to create that connection between customers when business owners couldn't see them in person and they, and people couldn't see the business owners. So we had 23 different merchants participate in this um, video, which we called Milford, we'll see you soon. Um, and it was done completely virtually. So we um, trained all of the different businesses, gave them pointers about how to submit these videos where we gave them a prompt um, and then they filled in that, that prompt that related to the question and they submitted these videos and we actually combined it into this really nice um, storytelling opportunity to remind the community shop local, shop small, and that we'll be here when, um, when you're able to visit again. So it actually got really incredible results that you can see here on the screen. Um, 
And we sent it out in a newsletter as well, which got a 59% open rate, which is pretty incredible for a newsletter. Um, which this is also on Dante Milford's YouTube. So if you're able and you want to check it out, um, I encourage you to do so. Um, and then another way that we pivoted during the pandemic was actually creating a virtual event, a virtual shopping event. So Ladies Night Out is a traditional event that's held downtown twice a year where it brings hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women downtown Milford to shop and have fun and socialize. But during a pandemic, crowds of people is the last thing that we wanted. But we um, still wanted to be able to provide this event for the community. And the way we did that was through video and doing it completely virtual. So we actually created um, a Facebook event called Ladies Night In, where we had um, 17 different merchants that participated in this. And then we had two merchants that were um, serving as the hosts. So at specific times, what would happen was um, a business owner would go live from their um, own store and they would be virtually selling and people were commenting and um, saying, I want that, I want to buy that, sold, 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 sold. So it was a way for us to um, have businesses and the community meet online um, and have fun and shop. So um, the event had um, incredible results over um, 43,000 total reach. Um, organic responses, um, and people wanted to do it again, which was really awesome. And um, so it was a creative twist where you're able to put on something that's um, able to do during a pandemic where you could sit at home and still talk to the business owners, but just doing it from the comfort of your home. So that was uh, just an example of how we pivoted for some of our clients during uh, COVID. Yeah, I think if there's one thing we've learned, it's that um having to shift just about everything is, is challenging, but there's a lot of opportunity in it. Um, you know, I think that being able to reach people virtually definitely has a lot of benefit um, throughout the different events that we've been able to shift. Um, so we're gonna shift gears a little bit and give, provide the chapter some, some tips and tricks on uh, career prep, applying for internships and things like that. Yes. So I know um, all of you are probably in different grades and different stages in your um, your uh, college career, but we wanted to provide a couple little tips of things that we learned during our time in school. So networking um, is incredibly important and um, being part of PRSSA is something that's really important now and it's a way that you can network. So we could continue to have you um, encourage you to get involved and it's also important to know that networking with your classmates, your professors, and your advisors. So as much as it's important to um, connect with people in the industry, but also the people sitting next to you or virtually through the screen um, in your classrooms, because these are the people that will be in the industry with you. They're the people that um, you'll work with. Um, you know, you don't know if someone in your class might be part of um, the Detroit News. Um, and developing those relationships now is just a really great way to um, grow your network. Getting involved, as I mentioned, um, PRSSA is great, um, great to um, start to earn different skills and learn different things. Um, it's also important to study the industry, too. It involves things change, and um, it's something that you can do outside of your schoolwork just to be savvy in what's going on in PR. So we'd also encourage you to establish yourself on LinkedIn. This is um, a place that um, employers definitely do look. Um, when um, looking to hire or say you just applied to an internship, 
So share news articles, establish yourself um, in the industry. If things are interesting to you, um, share it, share it with your followers. People wanna see, people wanna see that. Um, if you're able to, uh, you can create an online portfolio to show different things that um, your skill sets and different things that you've done as well. Um, mock interviews are also really awesome to prepare with your friends or even if um, that's available through the college to practice your mock interviews before you go into um, an actual interview settings. Um, and asking for feedback. This is something that we've really started to um, implement at the agency is asking people, um, what did you think about that? Um, how can I do better? Uh, did you like this? Why not? Let's talk about it. Um, it's just asking for feedback. You don't know what people are thinking unless you ask. And it's really great um, to ask for feedback and apply it to the next thing. Um, you're not going to grow unless you ask and kind of put yourself out there. So. Um, ask for the feedback and um, apply it to the next thing. Yeah, I think asking for feedback always shows initiative too, um, mm -hmm. no matter if it's a project or in an interview or whatever it may be. Um, and specific to applying for internships um, and your first job or maybe your second job, <laughs> uh, we definitely recommend tailoring your resume and cover letter to each job and really plugging in how you can benefit the company. Um, really doing your homework and making sure that you prepare and, and know a lot about where you're applying, especially uh, for the interview process is really key. Um, and you know, our recommendation is don't shy away from a post-grad internship. If you're not totally sure um, where your area of interest lies within PR, uh, post-grad internship is a way to kind of do a test trial and see what you like and see what you don't <laughs> like. Um, Lauren can speak to that a little bit if you, if you don't. Yeah. Mind. So I'm actually a post-grad intern from at Franco. So I got hired, um, I think a month early or something along those lines. So I took a post-grad internship and I've been here going on seven years. So, um, I wouldn't shy away from that. It's a great way for you to test the company, but also for the test, the company to test you as well. Mm -hmm. And you can learn, um, if, if that's the company, if that's a fit for you. Agreed. Um, to Lauren's earlier note, practice your interviewing skills with a friend, like make sure your portfolio is top notch. You know, Carbon Maid's a good resource, even like a Wix website that you could link to some of your writing samples, creative samples, just to show a variety of um, assets that you're able to write, create, etc. Um, you know, be sure that you can speak to each of those samples, especially if you send them ahead of the interview um, so that you're not tripped up. You know, if someone says, oh, I liked that case study you put on your site. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? You don't want to be scratching your head like, what case study? <laughs> um, <laughs> during the interview, we always recommend having at least three informed questions to ask the interviewer, um, be it what's the favorite, what's your favorite part of your job? Um, what, uh, do you think is the most exciting part about the future of your company? Um, you know, just doing your homework and, and seeing what matters to them. Use some of their value terminology. Um, always, always dress business professional, even if it's on Zoom. Um, and just overall, we recommend having a great attitude and being eager to learn. Honestly, the, the, the eagerness, the excitement, um, asking qualified questions and, you know, just showing your passion for the industry um, it will take you really far. Uh, 
first be yourself. Uh, always send a thank you note to those who interviewed you and reiterate how you can benefit the company. Um, I think just you know, being your authentic self, but with a little bit of practice and, and homework, uh, it can go a long way. <laughs> Do either of you have tools or resources that you really recommend, um, either young professionals still in school or coming to graduate? Um, any resources or tools that you find um, help them to be that jack of all trades or really just be prepared for an internship or for their first job? Yeah, I, I think that integrated comms is the, the way that the industry is evolving and it's, it's essential. Um, uh, understanding and keeping up with the peso model, um, the Spin Sucks blog, I think is my uh, golden resource and I really like um, her podcast as well. Um, those are the first resources that come to mind. But I think the, just understanding the concept of no matter what platform you're writing on, speaking to, et cetera, is this consistent look and feel, but it's just tailored to the platform it's mm -hmm. on. You're not going to write a novel for a Facebook ad. <laughs> that would be your blog. Um, right. And just really understanding how you how empowering it is to have just super polished owned media in the Peso model um, and where the earned and shared media can can complement your own. But Lauren, I'll um, mm -hmm. let you add anything else that you have. I think I would just say that, you know, as you're preparing different materials, so if you're in class and you are writing a press release, you know, maybe your assignment is just to write that press release, but get it in your head of, okay, how does this translate to a blog post? How would this become a tweet? How would this become a Facebook post? So continue to kind of train yourself to be, you might just be writing the press release, but start thinking, how does this relate to something else? How is this going to help my clients? How does this, what mediums and platforms can I change this uh, narrative to, to relate to that? So I think as you start to kind of get in that mindset, it will become easier and more natural for you. I would add that um, there are a lot of great resources out there to um, know about the integrated comms approach. I, I mentioned the Spin Sucks uh, podcast, but I love your podcast, PR Hangover. Uh, U of M Dearborn <laughs> has PR Mageddon, which interviews a lot of different um, experts in the field as well. I love Grammar Girl, just to keep up with AP style and different writing. Um, Social media marketing with my, Michael Steltzer is great. Um, there's definitely a lot of resources out there. And I know it's overwhelming to look into all of the different um, facets of inter integrated comms, but just take it at your own pace and just be committed to that continual learning and professional development. And I don't think you can go wrong. How was your journey into Franco or how did you feel welcomed? I know you guys talked a lot about uh, Frankel's culture and really striving for that innovation and connection and helping each other. So how did you know that Franco was the place for you? Yeah, I think my my journey here is a little different than um, Megan's, but um, I think how I first figured out that PR and marketing and all of that was what I wanted to do was actually through my internship in college. Um, so that kind of drives home of getting involved early as when you can. I worked for um, the Office of Student Activities and Involvement Center at CMU. So in that we were doing uh, marketing plans for different events on campus. And that's really how I figured out, okay, 
I picked the right major. This is exactly what I wanted. Um, and then after college, um, I didn't have an agency um, internship. So I wanted to figure out what agency was like. So I applied at Franco and um, really um, jumped right in, really le learned and loved it and learned a ton. Um, so, and then from there, I was able to take, you know, what I was learning and applying it to the next and it quickly grew and um, stayed with the company. But I think it's just important to, as you are growing in your career, to get as involved in, as you can. Um, and that's kind of how you figure out what you like and what you don't like. And, um, and I found that at Franco. So I, I was incredibly lucky and I'm very thankful to be here and to still be here for the past seven years. Culture is king and you want to work somewhere that you're excited to work and that you mm -hmm. like the people and the collaboration and, and you know that your personal values align with the, the organizational values. Um, I've worked a couple of different places, but I think um, especially for starting out, having an open mind is essential. And I think no matter what, no matter how much you bounce around or how little you bounce around, you learn, like Lauren said, what you like and what you don't like and what you value and what you don't value. And I think that for me personally, organizational culture um, that's rooted in collaboration, um, that up and down mentorship we talked <laughs> about and, um, really just being allowed to make mistakes and, and learn from them. And um, it are kind of the, the pillars for me. Those are the things I look for um, in a place of employment. And um, I think just the, the more you ask questions and, and learn, uh, you, the more you'll understand what culture resonates best for you. And, and asking questions about culture is, is always a, a, a good um Good, good sign of someone that's doing their homework and wants to be a part of the team and the interview process. So, um, you know, describe your culture in two sentences or, you know, what led you to work here? Was it your culture? Like that shows that you're kind of invested already, which I think is, is really valuable too. And especially I would just add that like everything changed over the last year. So yeah. if the culture is still intact, that's a huge testament to the team, right? We all had to work in a lot of different ways to, to stay connected. So right. um, yeah, I, I think that was a great question. Well, thank you so much, Megan and Lauren. This little audio tour uh, really taught me a lot about Franco, um, about agency life. And I'm sure our listeners will really appreciate all of the insight that you've given us. So thank you. Um, if anyone has any questions, they're welcome to reach out to us, connect with us on LinkedIn. We'd love for you to subscribe to our, our newsletter and blog at franco.com. Um, and I, I failed to mention it before, but I'm a fellow Laker, so I, I always prioritize when Lakers reach out. <laughs>